Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Tuesday morning. Sorry for the uh, uh, the music on the intro, so generic, but uh, Facebook is making it uh, so extremely <laughs> damp into words how hard it is to get these devotions out and our church services out. They are uh, anything that is even remotely copyrighted. They are... Uh, uh, blocking it and uh it's just uh, uh if it would, even, even on my new account uh it's still giving me some trouble and uh but if it had, if it wasn't for the new account i i wouldn't be able to share much of anything so it's uh, i'll try to go through brandy's it's blocking it there through my uh, regular account it's just a pain in the derriere here lately i wish there's another way to to get this out in the mornings or, or or when our services are being held and uh because uh Facebook and their fascist well gotta watch what I say uh <laughs> as a pastor. I've gotta be choose my words carefully. Anyway, <laughs> let's see who we got here this morning. Uh let's see we got Lois Adams, Donna Graves, Darlene Barker, Brandy Young, Tracy Little Amy Oaks Turner, Jennifer Honeycutt, and uh, so appreciate all you wonderful people watching this morning. And uh, I see there's more than that watching, but those are the only names that I see that have either commented or it's showing. So if I didn't didn't say good morning to you, it's only because I didn't see your name. So, but uh, but I hope everybody is uh, uh, have doing well today and slept good last night, and uh, so. And ready for a good and wonderful day today. So, well, let's uh, go ahead and stand and let's do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Be honest with you, I hesitated there at the first because <laughs> instead of saying the pledge, I started to say, "For God so loved the world, He gave us all." Wait a minute, no, <laughs> I guess because it's too early. I was quoting John three sixteen. I, I was in my, the, I had to think a second. Wait a minute, the the pledge. It went, my mind went blank for a second, and all I could think of was John three sixteen. I, I honestly started to say, "For God so loved the world," I thought, "Wait a minute." <laughs> That's not the pledge. I'm losing my mind, folks. I am absolutely losing my mind. So uh, that's what 20 years of marriage will do to you. But uh, but anyway, thank you, Darlene, for those kind words. Uh, you know, gosh, there's so much going on right now. You know, always try to give some brief political uh, commentary. And uh, and it does, and what I'm going to say is one will tie in a little bit with what we're going to be talking about. But... Uh, of course, the big thing right now is the uh, the pipeline. You know, of course, it's being was cyber attacked, and they're uh, worried about gas shortages and prices going. And I'll be honest with you guys: if people wouldn't panic, there you know the shortage could be probably minimal. But everybody panics and lines up and and hoards gas, and that's that's what exactly what drives the prices up. But on the flip side of that, Biden's hate, the liberals' hate for Trump were so great they could care less you know and my point is that they're uh, starting you know, stopping the construction on the pipeline they didn't care about our infrastructure they didn't care about how it will affect our country how it would affect our people our, you know see because the thing of it is if gas is at a shortage 
guess what's going to happen? See, these big rigs that haul our groceries, so their prices are going to go up. Groceries are going to go up. It's going to make it harder on us economically. So it goes far-reaching beyond just what we see at the gas pump. It's going to affect us on many, many levels. But because of this hatred for Trump, he could care less the uh, the effects of, how, of the ramifications, what it could be on our country, and stop that. If that idiot had uh, continued the construction on that pipeline and get that through and get it completed, uh, you know, it could what it could help sustain us and help us in a major way. But no, these two were. They, he wanted to showboat and uh, and make a point that uh, anything that was Trump's, he wanted to reverse like a little smart aleck. And uh, uh, now we're going to see some fruits of his labors. And uh, so, not to mention the the blood on his hands from the children on the border. So we don't get started on that either. And then you have the the news on there talking about uh, the poor little pa- Palestinians who were attacked by big bad evil evil Israel. And how they're trying to spin it, the news trying to spin it like Israel is the bad guys. When all they have gotten is a barrage of attacks from the Palestinians over many, many, many years constantly being bombed. Our tax dollars going to fund Palestinians and nothing, you know, they never, no effort to change anything. No effort to change the relations with Palestine. No effort, no, 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 uh, trying to change their educational system because their children, the Palestinian children, are brought up to hate Israel, to hate Americans, and we're funding that. But, you know, you hear uh, Talib or whatever her name is up there in Washington run her big mouth, and uh, her and the rest of that squad can... I have to remind myself, I'm a pastor. <laughs> Careful what you say. <laughs> they can, as in Happy Day says, they can sit on it. <laughs> All right, how about that? That's that's the only nice way I could put it, but you get my point. Good morning, Angel Dixon. But, uh, you know, so uh, it amazes me how they want to spin the good guys to look like the bad guys and the bad guys to look like the good guys, you know. And uh, it's just, uh, it's insanity. It's absolute insanity. But uh, that's what you know brings me up to Pompeo, and I'm I'm getting to something here. Y'all say, well, I'm I'm here for a devotion. I'm not here for your political standpoints. Well, okay, you know, you, you if you don't like what I'm saying, then agree to disagree. But here's the thing: it is, you know, things are tying in to last world events. I have that uh, believe that wholeheartedly, and we can see how the dynamic of how. Our, our, they're trying. The liberals are trying to, to squash our economy. They're printing money that does that's not able to be backed. I mean, it's we're headed for disaster, guys. I mean, it'll take an Einstein to see that. But one thing I wanted to talk about this morning, in particular, was Pompeo. He was giving an address at a university, and he said that uh, as a Christian university specifically, I should mention it's a Christian university. And he's, he was talking about that, you know, during the 80s, he was there in Germany during the Cold War, and he, he saw how uh, Christianity was under attack and the walls that were built. And um, he's talking about how uh, Christians today are under more and more scrutiny and under more persecution and how it's only going to get worse. He's witnessing the very same things he's seeing today as he saw uh, when uh, uh, he was in the military in the, in the 80s, early 80s. 
and uh, to be very aware of that. And that's only going to get worse. And it's true with this whole woke thing that's going on. I mean, you know, it's insanity. I mean, I could care less about the Golden Globes. I could absolutely care less. I would, I would, I would rather sit and watch paint draw on the wall than watching uh, the, these uh, narcissistic sycophants uh, receive their awards and pat each other on the back. I could care less. But then what gets me so hot and under the collar about it is, is that uh, the Hollywood foreign press they're having a fit because they don't have enough African Americans on there, so they're canceling it. You know, so I told Brandy, I said, I don't give a rat's derriere what color your skin is. But that, to me, is pure racism. Because they don't, it's not about who's qualified, who can do the job. It's on the color of your skin, uh, you know, if you don't have enough numbers. To me, African Americans should be outraged over that. That, hey, they only want us for our, our color. They don't care about our, our, what we can do mentally, what we can do physically, emotionally, spiritually. You know, all they care about is our skin. They should be offended. All right. They should be angry. That is racism. <laughs> but, but they, in their high and mighty wokeness, uh, they, you know, they, they think they're, they're doing something. And same thing with Christianity. Because of this woke generation, they want to squash everything and anything that we believe in. So that brings us. See, I, I say all this, and it brings us right to our scripture this morning. So you may be saying, I don't care about your politics. But it, it comes into play with what we're talking about this morning. So let's look at this verse this morning here. Let's go over here. Hebrews 10, 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. Now it's very interesting that this verse popped up this morning because Good morning, Carolyn. Um the, I was actually quoting this very scripture yesterday. I went to go get my hair cut and uh my wife is a hater of long hair for whatever reason. Uh, she's my Delilah. Every time I try to let it grow out, here she comes and uh, is all over me like white on rice to cut my hair. She's a mean, vicious little woman. She ties me up, cuts my hair, and and uh, the bad guys come and get me. But anyway, that's my strength. But the point, you know, this, I was talking to the lady that's cutting my hair, and she's talking about how... Uh, particularly with the pandemic, and this is, I think, describes a lot of people, and this may step on some toes this morning, it describes a lot of people, because the pandemic, she got used to watching at home, and no longer wants to go to church, and said her, her mother or grandmother gets on her case all the time, because that, that she needs to, her and her family needs to be in church, and I quote, uh, she said, is she right? And I said, well, I know you might not want to hear this, but she's right, you need to be in church, and I quoted this very verse, and excuse me, because, just like Pompeo was talking about, uh, the persecution of Christians and uh, the uh, we're seeing more more of the oppression of Christian Judeo Christian ethics uh, within our sphere of our nation. Uh, it is dwindling, and a lot of it is because of spineless preachers out there who dare to not preach the word of God. In fact, while I was there getting my hair cut, a good friend of mine I won't mention his name, but he's on the police department. And she said, you know, things have got to change. And he pointed at me, he pointed at me, of course, we're good friends. He wasn't talking to me specifically. He said, he said, his preachers, then he starts speaking up, speaking out about things uh, to make some changes. And he, I said, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. See, just like I'm talking about politics this morning, a lot of pastors are afraid to talk about the very things I'm talking about this morning because they don't want to offend. They know that people may not like it. It may hurt little feelings. You know what? I'm here to preach the gospel of Christ. If I have to point out things that people need to be 
be aware of as a pastor, then that's what I have to do. And if that makes you mad, then maybe you need to, to check yourself and say, why is this making me mad? Is it going against my sensibilities, or is this something that's contrary to the Word of God? And nine times out of ten, it may just be something that you don't like that affects you personally, but it's not going against the grain of what the gospel of Christ is saying. And that's what we have to do. We have to stand up and speak up and speak out against those things that are contrary to the Word of God. Those things that affect us as Christians, and that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm calling out those things that affect us directly as Christians and as a pastor, it's my job responsibility, and I do not do you a service by withholding back and not saying those things and patting you on the head and helping you justify your sins and saying the world's okay. The world's not okay. The world is going to hell in a handbasket, and if you don't wake wake up and pull your head out of the proverbial sand, you're going to go spend an eternity in hell if you don't already know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior. And, and then I have to stand in judgment because I didn't get up there and say the things that needed to be said uh, to bring about the conviction and things that need to be heard. And so. Being a pastor don't always mean I get to give you a lollipop every time you come in, pat you on the head, tell you what a good little boy and little girl you are, and, and send you on your way, and you have a feel-good feeling. That's not what church is about. Yes, we want to make the uh, we want to make the comfortable uncomfortable and the uncomfortable comfortable. That is our job as pastors to preach with conviction and to get the word of God out there. And you are as a Christian, we need to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together we need to be with like-minded believers we need to be with other other people who are struggling and having a uh, going through the same thing so they'll see that we're not alone uh, in our, uh, our walk as christians and uh, you know it, it, we're doing ourselves a disservice by watching at home you know, say you know well I, i'm faithful i watch every time online yeah but what else are you doing while that's going on are you washing dishes eating your food half watching tv and half listening see your attention is not focused on what's going on in the church, you need to be with other people. And this pandemic has done ex given everyone exactly what uh, the the old devil wants an excuse not to go to church. Well, I can watch online, get it out of the way, and then I can go do what I want to do. It takes conviction, it takes discipline to get out there and do the things that you know we may not want to do. You know, I've I've had to really change my diet because my my, my blood pressure is getting higher. I just to be honest with you, I just kind of gave up. I just got I'm sick of working out. I'm sick of the dieting. And it's affecting my, my physical health, so I'm having to, to change the things. I'm trying to go back and, and work out and, and try to, to make some difference. Because, like I said, there's some things that are worse than death. And uh, I don't want to have a stroke and be in a corner slobbering and, uh, and my family have to take care of me. And do uh, you, you think I want to eat this I'd be honest with you, the crap that I have to eat? I'd eat stuff that's unsalted and not seasoned. I hate it. All right, I'd be honest. With you, I hate it. I dread the thoughts of eating anymore. I'll be honest with you. I hate the stuff I have to eat. I hate working out, but I have to be disciplined. I have to make myself do it. Why? Because it's only going to benefit me, and physically and on the long term. Well, guess what? Your spiritual life is the same way. You have to be disciplined. You have to get your fanny in church because it's only going to help you in the long run spiritually. It's going to help you in your spiritual growth. You're going to have to quit with the excuses. You need to get your backsides into church, and that's because that's where you need to be. You know, churches are dying at an incredible rate. People uh, no longer find it important to be in church anymore. It's no longer uh, at the forefront uh, of, of what is important in, in people's lives. And it, you can see a direct effect in their spiritual life, their family life, their marital life. You see the effects and the ramifications every single day. When people start going to church, it affects their lives, it affects their relationships, it affects their families. Guys, I cannot encourage you enough. I know there's introverts out there. I know there's people who don't like being around other people. 
I get it. I'll be honest with you. It's easy for me to just want to just close myself off and not have much to do with anybody. You know, you might think, oh my gosh, you're a pastor. No, I love people. I love helping people. I love what I do. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's easy for me to kind of just be on my by, by myself. I've just got, you know, I, I, it's just easy for me to do. So I had to fight against that and I have to make myself get out and do things and uh, that I may not normally want to do. But as, as you know, it's only helpful. Uh, you know, it's not good for anybody. What is that? They call it a agoraphobia where you're afraid to get out of the house. I'm not afraid to get out of the house. I just, I guess I've just gotten where I've been so sick. I've gotten used to being in here, you know. And uh, so we don't need to forsake our ourselves together. But what else does it say? As the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, in other words, encouraging one another, we need to encourage each other to be in church, to be involved, to be active. That's why we're having this men's prayer breakfast. You know, we'll start doing it once a month at, at Cracker Barrel at 6 o'clock to encourage men to get together and, and to uh, to have a Bible study, to encourage one another. That's why my wife's doing the, the women's brunch uh, at Cheddar's on Saturdays uh, once a month at 11 a.m. And she's encouraging all the women so the women can get together and they can be encouraged one another and lift each other. You don't have to be a member of FLBC. I don't care what church you go to, but it's good for Christian women to get together and encourage each other and talk about things and issues they may be dealing with that they may not feel comfortable talking about in front of men or, or their husbands. This gives women opportunity to kind of come together and, and, and build each other up. This is why we do these things, to encourage one another, to help each other, to spur each other on in our spiritual growth. We're beat down constantly by the things of the world. We're beat down. Uh, every time you see on television, Christians are being scrutinized, made fun of. Uh, you know, in every way, shape, form, or fashion, the garbage on TV, pushing homosexual agendas, pushing whatever liberal agenda, whatever it is out there, and Christians are being pushed back and treated like we're irrelevant and, and, and scum and, and low loss. We need that encouragement now more than ever. Why? And so much more, so much the more, as you see the day approaching. We're seeing the day approaching, my friends. The Lord is coming back. Jesus Christ is going to rapture us out of the cesspool of always sooner than we realize. And so you better have your house in order. You better have your life where it needs to be. And quit pussyfooting around with the things of the world. You're going to have to start uh, standing up for the things that are right. We're now coming to a head. We're now coming to a point where it's time for Christians to stand up, to stand true, and to stand strong. And you're going to have to quit cowering back every time somebody calls you a name, a bigot, a judgmental, hate martyr, whatever. Let them call the names, all right? Trust me, I grew up being called names all right i've been called all kinds of racial slurs made fun of for my weight I, I you know what sticks and stones you know you can let it affect you or you can stand against it and my gosh friends as christians we're going to quit worrying about the name calling because that's all the, it's a diversion attack that's what they want to do to pull you down they want you to give up they want you to quit they want you to cower back at too many christians and too many pastors do it where it's time for us to stand up, to stand true, and stand united against this evil that is existing in this world and quit allowing it to happen to say, this is how it's supposed to be. We want to start being, you know, just like I was talking about the food that I, I hate right now because there's no salt in it. I can't have the sodium because of my blood pressure. You know, that's what God's word is saying. Without the salt, without, uh, they're, they're, as, as in the Spanish, sin sal, uh, uh, without salt, there is no flavor. All right. Uh, and so that's what it is. If Christians who are the salt of the earth, that's what we have to be. And because otherwise it's going, we're going to lose what we, what God has put in place. And I'm telling you, we got to start standing up against these things in the world. All right. Quit carrying back. I ain't saying to be obtrusive. I'm not saying to be obnoxious. I'm not saying to physically fight. I'm not saying to beat people with the family Bible. We have to speak the truth in love. But at the same time, we're not the world's doormat. We need to start standing up.
for the things of the gospel. And my friends, you're going to have to quit making excuses why you don't need to go to church. You've got to quit making excuses why you can watch online and get your fanny in a pew. There's a reason why we do not forsake this and move ourselves together with like-minded believers. We have to be there, my friends. We've got to be there in unison, worshiping and praying and learning and trying to understand what the, what the Lord has laid on that pastor's heart, what we can glean from that to help us in our spiritual walk, not only for our edification, not only for us to be equipped, but that we can glorify God. We need to not only uh, to uh, hear, be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. We've got to get out there and, and tell those out in the world what the Lord has given us. And so like the old little song is, don't hide your light under a bushel. So my friends, we, you know, the, the time is approaching. The day is approaching, and the devil's trying all he can to keep you divided as Christians. He's, he, he's trying to keep you at home. He's trying to do everything he can. And I'm telling you right now, the liberals hate us as Christians. We stand in the face of their wokeness. We stand in the face of their socialism. We stand in the face of what everything that they hate. And so we were going to have, or everything that they love, but everything in us they hate. I actually put it that way. But uh, so uh, uh, that's why we're going to stand our ground now more than ever. Or we're going to be like China and not having church underground. And we're going to lose something that's very precious. Sometimes you don't realize what you have until it's gone. Let us pray. Therefore, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for giving us the opportunity and the ability to have this gospel message. Lord, help us to encourage one another. Help us to spur each other on. Help, Lord, I pray that our churches will be full and that uh, we will come together and uh, worship and celebrate and uh, lord come to your sanctuary to hear your word and uh, to stand for what is right and what is true and help us to grow to spiritual maturity and never stop pursuing that spiritual growth and lord there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you and i pray this prayer dear god forgive me of all my sins jesus i know you died on the cross for me i know you rose from the grave for me come into my heart and save me Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us, lead us, God, and protect us this day. Lord, I do pray for uh, our nation and its leaders. As hard as it is for me to pray for that, Lord, uh, we have to. And I pray that they'll come to know you before it's too late. Lord, I do uh, uh, pray for uh, uh, David Feathers. He uh, sent a message last night that uh, uh, about a young lady that uh, fell and hit her head and and is not responsive, and uh, Lord, I pray that you'll be with his family uh, that he was mentioning. Uh, Lord, I do pray uh, for the family that Mike Kinsley told me about. Uh, Lord, I pray for Ron Thompson, continue healing upon him. I do pray for Kim Penix, Wendy Lee, and Ginger Hood, and Troy. And, uh, Lord, I do pray for uh, Roger Winters, uh, Jane Kitchings, and uh, Larry and Dinah Knight, and uh, so many others, Lord, that I see each and every day that is dealing with loss. Uh, and uh, Lord, bring uh, peace upon them and those who are dealing with sickness. You bring healing, and Lord, let your your will be done in each and every situation. Lord, let us go out and be a light in this world of darkness, and to serve you well. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. Good morning, Mr. Trailer. Just now saw you pop up there, and uh, uh, thank you, Darlene and Donna, for those kind words. But uh, I hope everybody has a great day today, a blessed day, and uh, hope that uh, uh, Lord uh, blesses you mightily. But I uh, just want to give you a quick reminder. Like I said, because Facebook's giving me such a tough time, uh, if you ever have trouble watching on Facebook, just go to our website. Now, just like Sunday, I was having a hard time getting it out, and uh, but it was streaming good on on our website. So if you can't watch it, whether it's morning devotions or morning or evening services, just go to the website. All right. And with that said, 
this coming Sunday, we're going on our Wednesday night. We'll, on Wednesdays, we'll continue to do our online service, but Sunday evenings, and we'll try to go back to having physical service. I tried it before. I've tried it several times, and little to no response. So maybe we'll get a few people uh, start wanting to come back now that things are opening back up again. So Sunday evening physical service. So be sure and come on out for that. And uh, of course, I always tell you if you haven't already, uh, subscribe to the Doc Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes, free of charge. You can listen to all these devotions. Uh, again, it's just audio only as you're going out and about your day. Well, my friends, I hope everybody has a great day today, a blessed day, a wonderful day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless. <laughs>